Hey, Steph. Drew, it's so good to be back with you. We are here with the first podcast of 2021. The best podcast of 2021. The best. Hopefully not the best. Hopefully we continue, but it was a great podcast. I agree. It really was. We got to talk with a few people from all over the university that hold some sort of responsibility when it comes to putting on events, including student activities events. Yeah, it was a really great insight uh, for students or anyone who listens to the podcast to be able to see what it's been like doing events uh, in the pandemic and you know what it's like to assist each other to make events what they are. It was a really fun episode to record, and we hope you guys enjoy the listen with a few of some really good friends. Enjoy. here with three different people. This is an exciting podcast because we have three different people here who are all involved with events at Liberty University, but all in different aspects of the event process, if you will. Um, And we are going to go through really quick and they're going to introduce themselves and and what they do. Um, And then we're going to talk some more just about life and events on campus and everybody's responsibilities. It's going to be great. So Kat, I already ruined it, but you can go first. (laughs) I have too much info about her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the associate director for the university events office on campus. Um, My team, we offer a centralized point for event logistics. So that includes like facility usage, event support, and master calendar services. And we do that for the Liberty community as well as external guests that want to come to Liberty. Um, I came to Liberty about five years ago. I started off in property management. I don't know what led me to this position. I started (laughs) as an admin assistant for the events office and just grew from there. And I've loved it. And I never want to leave. Never, ever? Never, ever. That's awesome. Ever. Wow. Yeah, unless this place. Never mind. I never want to leave. We love it. We love to hear that. (laughs) She'll be here forever. Hi, I'm Bobby Keating, and I feel very unprepared. I'm watching Kat read notes from her phone, and here I am just <laughs> I'm speaking Vince from man. the heart. I'm always prepared. I was going to say. I mean, and you called her out, too. No one could even see it. I know. I think Kat is the first person to ever read notes I on love the it. podcast. Are you so, serious? Yeah. You're very prepared, and I like it. That's just how I roll. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bobby. I'm unprepared. I work for Broadcast, <laughs> who's a pretty broad department. More specifically, I'm the manager of campus production, so my team handles all the non-sport TV broadcasts. So we do a pretty wide range of things. We get to work with student activities, um, OSD with Convo, Campus Community. We do commencement and various other things as well. I started as a student worker in 2014. Since then, I've worked for what is now sports production, event production, live production. Now I'm in campus production. So <laughs> they've, they've changed it up on you quite yeah. a bit. <laughs> I'm here for now. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> here for now. Not as long as Kat, but here for now. All right, Christian. Yeah, um, 
My name is Christian Stevenson. I'm the manager of event production. Um, we kind of hand, handle everything uh, in the venue, uh, kind of uh, boots on the ground, everything you see if you attend an event um, in person. Um, my uh, team is the ones doing all the audio, video, and lighting um, for uh, events around campus. Um, I've been with um, event production through its various iterations uh, since 2010, started as a part-time student worker, um, graduated uh, from school in 2014, went full-time that year, um, and yeah, been with the department since then and um, kind of moved uh, up the ranks through that time. Um, our team is um, uh, like kind of like Bobby said, it's, it's a part of broadcast, um, so I work really closely with the other broadcast divisions and um, campus production and Bobby and his team. So, Awesome. Thank you guys uh, so much for chatting with us today. I'm particularly uh, interested in this one because I consider you guys some of my favorite people to work with wow. at Liberty. And so I'm excited. I, and I feel super comfortable with you guys, so it's going to be nice to chat with you like we do all the time anyways. Mm -hmm. um, I think my first question, um, really for, for any of you, is, you know, in some sense we're all doing similar things, you know, at, at different levels and from different perspectives. Um, maybe talk about how um, that looks like, what that looks like on your end. Not just, like for us, we see a lot of student activities things. So we're a little different where you guys have clients and we don't have that, you know, we, we have to utilize you guys. We can't run without you guys. Um, so what does that look like specifically on your end? I mean, Kat, I think you're doing probably the most wide range of things. Yeah. Um, how do you assist all of the departments on campus? That's actually what I was going to say. Um, my office has a very like broad scope. We're kind of thinking about everyone and everything at one time, which is crazy to think about yes, sometimes, but we have so many different customers. That's basically every department, every group at Liberty, including like SGA and student groups as well. So at any given point, we're trying to think about how everyone will be affected, whether that's like the resource teams that bring the actual materials or the grounds team, LUPD, all those different resources that make events happen. We're kind of thinking about their inventory levels, their personnel levels, if we close this road down for a parade, how does that affect housekeeping? Who has to still clean all the buildings? Well, custodial has to clean all the buildings. So that's kind of like our perspective is we're looking at everything overall for like a given day, week, month, year. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize how much goes into events. And I hope some of that comes yeah. to light here. But I mean, that was just a good example. I mean, closing one room down or one road yeah. down, like, and it's hard How to think about are who affected. all is going to be affected. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I even people who are are planning for events on campus might not necessarily know or or, or think to request for specific mm -hmm. things. And that's something that yep. you guys are able to kind of steer people in the right direction, Yeah, uh, which is awesome. It, for as many events that we do, um, I'm in constant contact mm -hmm. with your office, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good old Luke. Uh, little Luke. Shout out. Shout out to him. Mm -hmm. um, he is our contact in your office, and there are plenty of times where he reaches out to me and is like, hey, is this something that you guys would need? 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's something that we didn't really mm-hmm. think about. But yeah, not everybody thinks about like the fire alarm attached to a door. <laughs> not everybody <laughs> does Nobody's going to think of that. <laughs> no. egress Except space. for my team. <laughs> yeah, egress. Everyone's like, what is egress? <laughs> yeah. It might be on Cat's notes. I don't know. It's yeah. um, safety. <laughs> we have a whole safety department here at Liberty. Okay, anyway. Well, we just won the Cure Bowl, right? Yeah. So here's an analogy. Okay. If the way I look at things, we're we're customer facing. So departments like your student activities, you're a customer to us. So a customer, if this is a football game, could be the coach. You're producing. You're you have the vision of what you want something to be like. I look at Cat's team as a quarterback. They're facilitating how the play is about to happen. If I'm the wide receiver and I'm going to run the wrong route, she'll tell me as a quarterback, "Stop! You're going to do something dumb," and she'll save us from disaster. So what we do, what Christian does, what everyone does, we couldn't do without Cat in the events office. Wow, guys, thank you. So I love true. that. That's that a really a great, good analogy. Yeah, the best analogy we've ever had on the podcast. I don't think I've I ever no told you you're dumb, though. Uh, I think your boss has. Okay. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> so since all of you guys are, none of you are putting on your own events. You guys are all have clients. We've already established that. Uh, what do you think is the the biggest challenge for you guys when you have to carry out somebody else's vision? Um, like how do you how do you balance that of what you think is best and what the customer or client thinks is best? Yeah, you have to get creative with. It's not. It's not a. It's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's you have to get creative with. Somebody might think they know exactly what they're doing. And in their field, they're the expert. So absolutely. And when they get a vision of something what they want to do, it's our job to complement that vision and say, how can we take exactly what you want and make it shine even brighter? So we'll use our expertise to do that from a broadcast perspective. Yeah, I think for the like in-room experience, um, I think everybody, you know, for, for a like musical event, like a concert, a lot of people's been to concerts. You kind of know what the experience is like, and um, it's like, oh, I'm gonna hire a band for this event, you know. Um, but the location choice uh, may limit what we can do creatively or visually. Um, uh, the number of people, uh, the layout of the room—that's something like Kat touched on. Um, all of that kind of affects the overall experience, and that's something where it's like, okay, if you're uh, we, we try to have conversations uh, through the events office with customers or directly with our customers uh, like you guys, um, student activities. Um, okay, you're wanting to, you know, I think I get your what you're wanting to do with this event, uh, but the location is going to cause this, this, and this. If we do it in this location instead or a list of locations instead, you know, we could really ramp up our lighting or, um, you know, the audio would be much better in this uh, in this room. Uh, things that, you know, we don't expect the average person planning an event to know and think about. Um, so we kind of do like what Kat does on a broad scale, more focused just on the production side. Yeah, and to carry on with what Christian's saying, like it can go both ways. If someone has a clear vision for what they want, but they don't know where, we can kind of help them with that. Like if they need broadcast or lighting or something, they're doing a band. We know the locations that are well suited to that. But then the opposite's also true. If they don't have a clear vision, that's also a challenge, but an opportunity for my team. Like 
We're like, oh, you want to do, I don't know, you guys do bingo nights. We're like, you know, it would be cool for that. What if you did it outside? Like, that's our chance to be creative. Since we don't own any events, sometimes we like when no one knows exactly what they want to do. They just yeah. have an idea because we get the chance to say, hey, we've never done this before. Like, do you want to try it? I think we can make it work. Yeah, I love that. I That's what I appreciate about all of you guys is that you're willing it's even with us, you know, we do a lot of planning of events, but you guys are willing to step in and give your expertise all of the time. Like I can give examples from all of you where that's happened. I mean, with Christian and us moving movie nights to various locations just to test it better, like that idea was bred from Christian or, or productions or with a lot of coffee house stuff that you guys do, Bobby. I think like those things are so helpful to us because we, we, a lot of times do have that vision and exactly what we want, but we don't get to see from a production standpoint um, or a broadcast standpoint what exactly that can look like, you know, with all of the equipment we own or what we're capable of doing as a university. So that's what I love so much about working with you guys is because I think that we get to expand the things that we know and the visions that we have, and they are made so much better based on the skill sets of people outside of our department that we work alongside of. So I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's trial and error too, like Kat was saying. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll have a new idea. Uh, the funny thing that popped in my head uh, was a movie night location change <laughs> that we did in the fall. Um, and it was kind of on me for not accounting that, okay, you know, our, our sound system and everything is facing Wards Road and all the shopping and residential areas. Um, and then coupling that with the way the acoustics behave with, um, you know, a, a humid night in the fall, uh, we were rattling uh, and disturbing neighbors unintentionally, of course. Um, so, you know, it, it does have some uh, give and take, ebb and flow of like, OK, well, we, we tried that. Uh, it was great for this, but it caused this inadvertently. Uh, so maybe we should try something different next time. So I think for us, it's a a constant learning and growing uh, as the university, as we all know, uh, grows and changes so quickly. Uh, an event we did last year is not going to be the same this year or two years ago even um, just because of, you know, new buildings or new construction here or there. Um, so I don't know. It poses challenges, fun challenges to overcome. He's touching on the non, the, the unflattering part of what we do too, the <laughs> thinking about things that don't necessarily pertain to us, but it'll affect us in the event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, there was one campus community this year when we were outside at Williams Stadium that had fireworks. So people think, oh, fireworks, cool, that's great. Cat's office probably had a lot to do with permits and stuff. But even yes. with us, <laughs> all right, how far do our camera operators have to be from the stage? Mm -hmm. How safe is this equipment on the stage? What do we have to think about moving and changing just for that one show out of the five or six we did outside? Yep, and we also think about when are the firework people coming to bring the fireworks? Like, can they get to where they need to go? We need to block off that lot. They have to park their vehicle. All those things as well. And you can plan as much as you can. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Here's, here's another campus community story. <laughs> there was, so for a band to play a big show, you have to do a sound check. You have to make sure every input from every instrument, this is Christian's wheelhouse, works, and we can hear it everywhere. And for a show like Campus Community, there's multiple audio mixes. This is just saying the importance of sound check. Broadcast mix for people watching online. Uh, the front of house mix for people listening in the stadium. The monitors mix for everyone on stage. So that's why sound check's important. We're doing a sound check for a campus community. And all of a sudden, we're told everyone has to stop. Coach Freeze is on an interview with ESPN. 
and his office is in the building right where the sound check is happening. <laughs> oh, man. So we take a 20-minute pause, and we resume. Not a problem, but you just have to be flexible with everything we do. Yeah, flexibility, I think, is probably the number one thing I've learned in my job is, like, mm-hmm. you can plan, ev- plan so much and everything to perfection, and it is so unlikely that it will go exactly as you've planned it. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, it is so rare. <laughs> but it, but it's great. I think it, you know, it, it teaches you flexibility and adaptability. And I think that's a really great quality to have um, and a great characteristic to learn even outside of the workplace. So it's great that something like, you know, in your career can teach you that. Yeah, I think it's the, the beauty of events. They're constantly evolving, constantly changing. We're constantly finding ways to to do things better um, in all of our fields. Like we've been putting on Coffee House for what, the last 25 Five years? years. Uh, it's been crazy. a while. And we're still, <laughs> and even with that happening twice a year, we're still finding ways to, to make it more entertaining, more engaging with the students. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, the same thing happens with you guys, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Moving on to the next question. Um, I guess we might have hit on it a little bit, but we're kind of curious about how you guys balance handling such a, a wide variety of things, uh, of events. I don't know why I said things. <laughs> we're talking about events here. Um, from like convocation to the bingo nights to open mics to just a completely... Um, a, a massive spectrum uh, of events. Um, so how do you guys stay organized and, and work well in your team um, when planning for all those different things? I guess I'll start. I feel like we started in, in a way because we booked the facilities, my team. Um, but a lot of what we do is just review event schedules 24-7 all the time. <laughs> it can be anything for, oh, I'm looking at next week, I'm looking at next month, I'm looking at next year. So... For um, scheduling, we'd normally do it a whole semester ahead for um, general events. But for the larger things like homecoming, coffee house, football, we know that like a year in advance. Right now, we are working on a 2023 calendar wow. of large events. So it kind of starts as the shell for the large things. So we know when CFAW is, so we don't book homecoming that same weekend, things like that. So we know we have the facilities and resources and personnel. Um, as well as, you know, 25 Live, that's our scheduling software. So that's the tool we use. It's constantly updated. And the great thing is that everyone can see it at any given point. So everyone knows what's going on. Um, but yeah, that's how our team does it. And like you said, we got to be flexible, reliable, and efficient. So that's something that's always in our head when we're looking at the overall scope of everything happening. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I love the planning, the huge events. I mean, now we're two years out mm-hmm. from 2023, just like big chunks wow. and then just letting all of the smaller events yep. kind of trickle in, yep. fill up the rest of the jar. Yep. It's cool. Well, like I said, it's a team. So every event's equally important, but some have more details and more prep work to go into it. So with our team, Campus Production's a pretty small team. So we all work on most things together, but for some smaller things, I might hand it off to a different team member. For some larger things, we might all work together. For a medium thing, um, I might do it myself or hand it off to somebody else. Um, something new, basically a month ago, for from a broadcast perspective, Christian and I, uh, we broadcast moved under IT probably a year and a half ago. 
Um, so now a new thing we're doing with the events office to try to streamline some planning is there's a unique service now ticket, which people listening to this will have no idea what that means. <laughs> but when an event is requested, a customer such as you will talk to the events office and they'll submit this ticket with everything anyone in IT has to do. Do you need internet? Do you need a camera to record? Do you need a live stream? Where do you need a live stream to? Is there a band? Do you need lighting from event production? Anything that could possibly come up. They'll put it all in that one ticket. So we're oh, all working great. off the same information, which yeah. has been pretty beneficial. It's been oh, awesome. And it's, it's live. I remember we talked about that as we've started to move virtual for more things. And I, you had said it's coming. So mm-hmm. it's here. Yeah, it's live, it's here. ready to it's go. It's awesome. I love that. Because so before, cool. my team would have to put in one for like Wi-Fi, a separate ticket for a broadcast, a separate ticket for maybe live stream, separate ticket in a different way for a microphone. So now it's all in one place. And we know that everyone knows everything. Yes, That's amazing. streamlining yes. communication, really is. my favorite thing. <laughs> yes. You touched on flexibility again. It's been an interesting year. So you guys have flexed from how many concerts do you usually do a year? Uh, probably 10-ish. Larger concerts. Yeah. 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 And then now you set up a whole new workflow to do virtual only concerts. I know. So just another proof of flexibility. Yep. It is. It has been, and I I know that's something we'll, we'll talk, hit on a little bit with COVID, but I think for all of us, it's been a big change. I mean, you guys moving campus community in Convo, I mean, Convo virtually, campus community outside, all of that, that is, that's huge. It's a big change on everybody. Um, But I I think I was, maybe maybe we were talking, I was talking to my team about this, like, it's such a great, it was such a good challenge, despite Mm -hmm. how much we hate it, and we want to be back to normal, and we hate the distancing, and um it's it's really cool to learn how to be challenged differently and to change and to adapt and see where students are like coffee house being a big one of one of that not being able to do that live like that hurts because it's our it's the best event we do by far um and it showcases the most student talent on this campus and to not be able to do that live was really a difficult decision to make but it was really awesome in turn to see how great it could be in a different format. So yeah, f- flexibility is, was, has been so important this year. And, and it's the only way I think uh, our departments are surviving is learning to be flexible in that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I guess we can kind of go into COVID-19, the pandemic, and the biggest challenges that your teams have faced amidst doing events yeah. in times when guidelines are constantly changing um, there's still a whole lot of uncertainty of, of what's allowed, what's not allowed. Um, so what, uh, what, what are some problems that you guys have had to overcome during this time? I was in this very room that we're recording in, <laughs> recording a separate show, um, for, I'm going to say what it was, but we were in here and it was the night where everyone could kind of tell in America thing, this is not, it's not like a different cold, like this is kind of weird. It was the night, I think, right after the NBA canceled. Like, everything started to kind of change. It felt weird. We're yeah. here shooting. And then I get home. I forget what time. Eight, nine o'clock, maybe. And a message comes in. Convo's going to be in the studio tomorrow. Hmm. So that's kind of what set off the whole, all right, here we go. And I think from that point on, we, we immediately threw together a plan that night so we could make sure the, the staffing, the technology, everything was ready for the next morning. And then from then on, basically through Christmas, I'm sure Kat and Christian will agree, it was like a nonstop sprint, mm-hmm. planning, changing yep. plans, canceling, adding. Yeah, I would say there's definitely less events, and it hurt a lot to see things get canceled. You know, some of those core events that we do every year. 
But even though there's less events, they're all more challenging. Somehow it took more time to do everything. Everything. So it was like, it's frustrating in a way, but like you said, it's also such a great challenge because you're learning a completely different way of thinking of things and seeing what our customers come up with and new ways they're going to do things. But like Bobby said, I remember in March, we were like, this is only going to be a few weeks. <laughs> and now here we are a in January. Later, a year later. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully it'll be done soon-ish. Yeah, for event production, I think it was it was just a big flex, kind of touching on the previous question too. It's like just flexibility aspect was huge. Um, trying to reprioritize. Obviously, we're used to doing, we support everything in room, but if if things aren't happening in rooms anymore, if things are getting moved virtual or into smaller rooms and we're adding a camera, you know, that, that kind of changes uh, what the need and demand is uh, for these events. So we, we were shifting people resources and equipment resources over to support live stream events. And uh, like Bobby mentioned, combo moving in the studio, um, that happening the evening before it was supposed to happen uh, was a massive effort on a lot of people's part of being flexible and changing plans and changing schedules. And um, so, yeah, flexibility was, I think, just the biggest uh, thing with the COVID uh, situation. And the majority of the events we support um, shrunk in size, um, kind of like like student activity events, for example, like Coffee House, large concerts in the concert hall or Vine Center, uh, that kind of stuff just completely fell off the map, you know, so um, doing those larger events just we haven't really done. So, you know, we're we're moving resources and staff around and supporting smaller events, socially distanced events, um, strange events like campus community outside and the stadium. I never would have thought that was a thing that we could mm -hmm. do that until we were like, OK, we're doing this. So let's figure <laughs> out how to do it. Um, and then like coffee house virtually that that's new and different and strange and um but you know how do we do that and we got together with you guys and developed i think a pretty rock solid plan and a produced an excellent product and um i think the majority of the workload has fallen on bobby and his team and um you know with everything like oh we need to live stream this event well that goes through one department so <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the mvp yeah <laughs> no it's a team effort you guys are all the Director MVPs. of live stream. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, I remember vividly sitting in a couple of meetings with Christian. And because things were so different this year, sometimes you're told something and you think you read it wrong or you think somebody said the wrong thing. I remember sitting in our boss's office when we were told, what will it take to do campus community at Williams Stadium? Yeah. I think I laughed. I was yeah. like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think no we roof? laughed too. We were like, wait, everybody's going to be outside? There's no heat? There's, what are you, where are you going to put the stuff? But it all came together. Yep. It is crazy. If anything was great from last year, it was the weather. I feel like we did so yes. many events outdoors last year. Yes. Um, and I'm thankful that we got mm -hmm. to do that. I mean, moving open mics outdoors, it, what's weird is our attendance increased. Mm -hmm. Where we used to have around 300 in Argo, we were idling over 400 people at open mic just from being outdoors. So mm -hmm. it it's cool. Like something like that now shows us that, okay, when it's warm, open mic should probably stay outside like we probably mm -hmm. shouldn't go back into Argo and cram uh, yeah. who knows when we'll be able to cram 400 people in there again but I never. feel like too like things will just be different from now on in general like yeah. everyone's still gonna have the mindset of we should probably spread out 
even when COVID's gone. Yeah. I feel like it's going to stick with us for a little bit. So I think events in, are just going to be different. Yeah, I agree with that. And and I think in a lot of ways, uh, that's good for various things. You know, like we talked about earlier, the challenges of learning to go virtual or seeing what we're capable of doing. I think we've realized that there's things that we can still do. Something that we've had a tough time uh, doing and that we've always been wanting to do as a department is cater to online students. And this has really allowed us to do that because we want, you know, even for student concerts, we're going to have student concerts live, but to be able to live stream those, um, it's an, it's an easy way to engage with online students. And there's tens of thousands of them. And, um, it's such a cool avenue for us to be able to branch over to that. And so I'm, in some ways I, I like, how we had to be flexible with those things and adapt and learn and grow. Um, obviously not under those circumstances, but I think it, it was really good for us in learning how to create an online presence, um, much more vividly than we were in the past. Um, and, and I think, you know, going into this semester and I, I hope we can all agree on this, but it's exciting to know that we've kind of gotten over the COVID hump in terms of learning. Like I feel like we had a whole semester of learning what this is going to be like, and now it's growing and changing and um, fixing the things that we felt like for a whole semester we were trying to adjust and learn that we feel like we've now learned. So I think that'll be really good um, because as it looks, as we go into the semester, we're still under the same restrictions. Woohoo! <laughs> Even worse, actually. Yeah. 250 people, not 1,000. Hey, it's yeah. nothing we haven't dealt with before, no, though. No, we haven't. Yeah, been there, done that, you guys. <laughs> and I think it's something where, like you were talking about, like the future and what our events are going to be like down the road. I think, if anything, this has taught, taught me and you know my department that you can't really predict what, what like regulations and what things are going to be, you know? Like it's, um, I, I don't know, I think it's just tough to see to be able to accurately predict like, okay, you know, this time next year we'll be doing this. Like I, I have no clue what we'll be doing, you know? <laughs> I know uh, yeah. And it's, and that makes it tough to like forecast and allocate um, resources. And like we're in budget season right now for FY 2020 for FY 22. Yes. That means fiscal year. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think Kat has that in her notes. Yeah. So it's like, it's, uh, it's it's tough to even like okay well I don't I don't really know what how to plan for uh, what events are going to look like next year but that's where we're at so I guess we have to give it our best shot. <laughs> yeah, you have to throw precedents out the window. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Unprecedented it's times. Oh, I thought goodness. we were getting there. It that is. word there in twenty twenty one. Somebody said it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. But to be uh -oh. fair, I did say it jokingly. <laughs> we're in twenty twenty one. I'm done with that word. <laughs> oh man! So you guys have all been around for a while work countless events mm -hmm. or manage countless events what what type or what specific event is your favorite to put on be a part of manage um going through your entire process and don't forget way. we're sitting here. don't forget that yeah, yeah it can be events activities from is the best thank you thank you <laughs> they are though you guys are like the easiest because you know like you guys have that knowledge of events so you kind of know what you need what you're asking for and like you said we just fill in the blanks like do you think about the fire alarm that's there <laughs> weird things i think my favorite kind of event to like logistically plan everybody's gonna laugh at this is like construction or outages yeah i get that because it's so hard like 
and just it affects so many people and have to I love think that. so many different pieces. I just like things that are difficult, I guess. Yeah, I, I dread know. those emails. Power will be out this day. Oh, yeah. No oh, water. Yeah, water's out in Mountain View today, right? It's great. Yes, it is. Today's the I read six. your email. If Thank the water's you. out, can I still that. flush a toilet? You can, but will not refill. I've learned so much about <laughs> power true. vaults. They're under the ground. There's spiders in there. I'm never going in. What? Ugh. Learned about like nope. main lines and water mains and switching out and this building's on this it's great. I love it. I don't know why. I I, I get that. In my next life, um, after student activities, I would love to be a project manager in construction. It's, yeah. it's actually my dream job. It's very stressful because my office suite shares it with construction. So I see them running around and I can tell when it's a rough day. <laughs> and every time it rains, they're all stressed out because it means work <laughs> stops. But we're about to have really a flood cool. out here. Yeah, it's really cool. That's awesome. It, equally weird. I like the stressful ones. So I like yeah. the big ones like commencement or like even a football day where there's so many events that go into that one thing. Mm-hmm. The puzzle of putting all the pieces together to make it a seamless experience, both in person and online and on network television now, is really fun. I feel like we like punishment and hard things, but there's also <laughs> like this high that comes with it when you're in the middle of the swirl and you just are like, I've got this. Yeah, it's the yeah. most rewarding. Yeah. I think that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I think for I'd probably speak for a lot of my uh, my technicians. Like I think we really enjoy coffee house. Um, it just like gives us an opportunity to um, to like think outside the box. You know, a lot not not a lot, but um, large events like Convo and Campus Community. They're they're repeat events. You know, that happen a couple times. You know, one to three times a week. So um, they're pretty well locked in what they are. Um, but a, a, a large coffee house event or a large, you know, concert in like the Vine Center or La Heaven space or the concert hall, um, it's something different. It's something new. Um, there's some element to it that, uh, hasn't been experimented with before. And that's always a fun challenge to figure out, you know, working with you guys, say coffee house, for example, figuring out what your theme is and then what's the set design going to look like and, Based off of that, for us, what does the LED wall or the lighting plot look like? Um, you know, how many acts are we going to have? Um, how are we going to get those acts on and off the stage in two minutes? And, you know, those kind of logistical hurdles that come with that event are, are fun and challenging for me and my team. So, Yeah, I love that all of you guys picked really complicated things. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm like, I, my favorite event is like open mic where I don't have to do anything. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) No, like Steph said, those, those types of events are definitely the, the most rewarding by far. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like, oh, I'm doing something, uh, with purpose and (laughs) I'm making a difference in this, in this event. So Mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah. It is crazy how we all kind of thrive on the challenge. Like, uh, I remember last was last year block party when uh our headliner canceled two weeks out or yes. two years ago. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I mean though ago. I wish that didn't happen. I love it. I love that <laughs> yeah, in two like, weeks okay, we had to find a new go. headliner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I like challenges like that. I think it makes what we do more interesting and I obviously love the growth aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I think I agree with Christian. That's why Coffee House is one of my favorite events because it is so rewarding after hundreds and hundreds of hours of work to get to see so many people in the room mm-hmm. and enjoying what basically an entire campus has put together. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's by far one of my 
favorite events. And you bond in crisis. I think one of the reasons everyone yeah, on this sure. podcast is we work close and we, we enjoy working together. Yeah. We've gone through <laughs> tough events and tough planning and yeah. in the moment crises, like another coffee house thing. Once we were, what, 20 minutes to show and power went out because of a popcorn machine or something. <laughs> and what do we do? How do we recover? We, we've been in a show before. People would never even know this. When someone's guitar that's about to play in a band isn't working. Oh, crap. What do we do? We go to a video. And people have no idea. Mm-hmm. So through those moments, you come closer together, yeah. and you can talk about it and laugh about it later. I feel like we've all called each other at some point, been like, "Hey, I need a favor. Can you help me? Like this just happened. I'm gonna need you in like an hour. Yeah, like something now. like that. Like, like now. Hey, by the way, the room you had booked. <laughs> just kidding. Can you move? <laughs> so we all kind of owe each other in a way, but we all get it when you call with that. You're like, I know they can't help it. Yeah. Something's going on. Um, I have a question for you guys that is completely not related to anything we've been talking about. Um, just because I'm interested in you guys as people. Um, can you guys tell me either your favorite coffee shop or restaurant in Lynchburg and why? Or your go-to meal there? We didn't even send this question to, no. to these guys. That's I don't have notes for this, so I cannot go first. So she needs to go last. Are we on or off the record? <laughs> oh, gosh. We, we are on the record. We are certainly on the record. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the situation, right? Are you? Are we going on date night? Are oh we going gosh. to hang out with friends? Are we going after coffee Bobby, house? for some reason, I knew this question would be complicated for you. Because you're picky. Well, I've learned I, yeah. about you that you're very picky. So fun fact, Stephanie was, for my wedding, what coordinator, event planner? Yeah, Aaron's assistant. Aaron's assistant. She helped with my wedding, so she's seen the inner workings of my mind. <laughs> yes, I have. And I think your wife was the one who originally told me that you're a water snob. And yes. that's what really, hearing that just made me know everything I needed to know about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that things need to be perfect, but they have to be pretty great. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so we're like, if, I guess my scenario, not a date night, just you need dinner, you need to go out. To eat. Yeah, go what are, to. Where you're going. What's your go-to? Yeah, Fry burger. Fry burger. Oh, oh good choice. Some mean French fries. They I'll do. Give them that. And a good sweet sauce. potato waffle fries and good house sauce and anything you'd ever need. Good salad, good chicken tenders, good boneless wings, <laughs> good rotisserie wings if you're looking for a little health kick. Do you work Great for burgers. them? No, but <laughs> I go off. I live within two minutes. Oh, that And makes sense. the epitome of lazy is when I get home after a long day of work and I'm two minutes away, but I still have a DoorDash person delivered to me instead of <laughs> stopping on my way home. That that is, I, I like that you live two minutes away. I feel like that also shapes people's preferences as their go to. Because I live downtown, so my preferences are all downtown or in the Rivermont area. Yeah, I live in Amherst, so there's nothing out there. Oh, no. You do there's an Apple Market. Yeah, wow. I can get some. Fr- <laughs> I know they have Catfish Fridays. Oh, I did not gosh. know that you lived in Amherst. Yeah. So I mean, when I used to live in Lynchburg, JoJo's Pizza was like my vice. JoJo's. I forgot about that place. It's great. Y'all got to get the ranch with it. I know it's weird to say to dip your pizza in ranch, but listen. Some people do it. I thought and that I, was normal. I don't know. All my New York friends are like, oh my gosh, that's blasphemy. <laughs> but you don't understand. We they don't dip care in about Greece. people from New York. Yeah. Wow, okay. Sorry, I'm Drew. from New York. Yeah, I know. I occasionally dip my crust in ranch. See, it has to be done. Christian, you're about the honey-baked ham life, right? Oh, yeah, Christian. What do you eat? I mean, that that's a solid go-to lunch option. I wasn't going to say that, but... <laughs> I mean, it's in the shopping center that our office is located. So if you don't want to deal with the Words Road traffic or the Candler's Mountain Road traffic, I don't even have to leave the parking lot. I just go over to Honey Baked. You're going to see us all there now. Yeah, that's 
I, I don't know. It's I'm not like super frequent over there, but it is a good solid lunch option. I'd say for dinner, um, gosh, I don't know. I'm not really that super picky when it comes to food, but um, I don't know. Bootleggers comes to mind. It's a great mm-hmm. place downtown. The view is amazing as well out of that restaurant, um, but the burgers are fantastic. I thought you were going to say the view was a, another restaurant, but it it like, all oh, connected I, for I've, me. I've never heard of the view before. The view. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I don't I know. know. That would probably be my answer. Yeah. I like bootleggers. It seems we all like burgers. Yeah. Here's the thing. People don't realize this. Lynchburg is actually a hotbed for good restaurants, good local restaurants. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than a city. I grew up in Newport News, and they are the capital of chain restaurants. Mm-hmm. Oh. I can list on one finger non-chain restaurants in that city. Same. Lynchburg has so many original yeah, really restaurants. Do. Yes, we do. And such a variety. Burgers, barbecue, uh, Hawaiian poke bowls, anything you need. Mm-hmm. It is just a great place to live. It is. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Were you going to say your favorite restaurant? Well, you know what my favorite restaurant is. No, we don't. Oh, Grace. 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 Uh, you my guys don't know. Like Grace um, is my favorite restaurant. Um, right next best. to the donut place, right? Yeah, right next to my I went once and had some great Korean fried chicken. Oh, the Korean fried chicken. You guys are making so me hungry. Good. I know. It is about time. I was at Grace last night. It was taco night. Taco Tuesdays. Did you go? Yeah. Oh, great. I got nachos, though. <laughs> oh, but on Taco Tuesday, you got nachos. Okay. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for being here. Like I said in the beginning, I was excited for this podcast, and it exceeded my expectations. Oh, good. You guys are my favorite people to work with. We're so thankful for you and all that you do for us. Um, you guys have like basically came alongside us in a tough year for everyone, and we had to adjust and change a lot of things, and you guys were right there doing that with us, and... Um, I know it was probably frustrating at times, so we're really grateful to have the relationships that we do with you guys in in such difficult, difficult times, uh, just as a nation and as a community here at Liberty. So thank you for all that you do for us. We are we're grateful for you. Thanks for you guys too. Thank you for the opportunities. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Where do I send my invoice for the appearance? <laughs> yeah, if you could just send that to Clay, well, he do. would be happy to pay it with his personal money. Clay, how are you over there? I <laughs> can't speak, but he's given us a thumbs up. So we think that means he's good. All right. Thanks, guys.